0: Welcome to our brand new podcast, Cut the Rubbish, which is being brought to you by Team Limerick Cleanup. Team Limerick Cleanup is Ireland's largest one-day cleanup event, which takes place every Good Friday in Limerick City and County. More information can be found at teamlimerickcleanup.ie. In this series, I will be exploring ways in which we can all cut the rubbish and take small steps in our everyday lives to improve our environment. In this episode, we look at whether air fryers get a chef's approval, how to tell what part of the country your chicken eggs come from and easy steps to take to avoid food waste. Join me, Megan Scully, for episode one of Cut the Rubbish. So he's the owner of Country Munch, which is a fresh food service business, and uh, I know he cooks so as well himself. And he's always seen our TV screens as a TV chef, and he shares some of the most incredible recipes that uh, I uh, I actually have been able to follow some of them myself. Oh
1: no way! Yes, I'm going to put you on the spot now. Which no, is, what's your favourite one?
0: Yeah, uh, <laughs> Anthony, that's dessert for really. Yeah, okay. Um, it is of course own Sheehan. How are you? I'm very good. I shall say a proud Limerick man.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's yeah. the most important part.
0: Well, look, it's great to have you here. Thank and you. Uh, as I said, I, I see you on TV a lot. I see you in Limerick a lot. Mm-hmm. And I see you on in Instagram a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, it just amazes me how you do it all. Like it's, you're so busy.
1: Yeah, I am. I, I, I suppose busy isn't any, and it's a bad, I suppose, term to use, or it's, a, it's, a, it's an easy term to use. I am, I am, but I'm really lucky. You know, mm-hmm. there was a long time where I wasn't busy and I was looking for work. Yeah. Um, so I, I I suppose I take it all now with a massive appreciation, and yeah, it's it's great. Things are great. I'm between Limerick and Dublin. Lots of spinning plates that I'm trying to continuously keep moving. But I love it. I'm really lucky.
0: I think as well though, what I can see from you on TV and on social media is that you just really enjoy it as well, and that comes through, which is really important.
1: Yeah, I think it's. Re- I I certainly wouldn't be able to do it all if I didn't enjoy it. Um, it wouldn't like it wouldn't justify doing it, and. In the early days, you know, it wouldn't have been worth it at all. But I truly do. I truly do enjoy everything that I do. Uh, anything food related, anything, you know, on mic, on camera, talking to people, I've always loved and I'll always gravitated towards. And food gave me that medium, gave me that platform to talk and to cook and to meet all these cool people. So, yeah, it is. I, I, I do love it. I, and I think the day that I stop enjoying it will probably be a day that I, I do something else or pivot or... or Change career it's paths. It's
0: hard though not to like food, isn't it? it well like it's
1: always going to be there. <laughs> that's the one thing. At every, I did a demo yesterday in a school for kids and it was like, this is one um, life skill that you're always going to need. You know, Cooking is always, always needed regardless of, of whether you want to or not. You're going to need to feed yourself to a certain degree. So I'm lucky it's a life skill that I can kind of try and teach to kids, to adults, to everyone that's willing to listen.
0: And you even tried to teach me Right, so let's get straight into it. Food disposal is uh, the first thing I want to talk to you about because um, I guess, like, you know, people have compost bins, but are we using them right? Like landfill, you do see a lot of people just throwing everything into the bin, like the black bag bin. I mean, what is the, the best way to dispose of food?
1: Yeah, it's a massive issue in, especially in like the food industry. If you see the the waste in mm. these restaurants and hotels, it would, it's it would sicken you. The best, best thing to do is plan ahead, shop accordingly, so you don't have that food waste. I suppose that's like the preemptive measure you can do. But, you know, worst case scenario, you do cook too much or you do have leftovers, then it's about what can I salvage, what can I reuse, and if it can't be reused, worst case scenario, can it be composted? Can it be, you know, put to a better use as opposed to just thrown into the into the black bins and sent out? But there's steps before that that we can try and mitigate and minimise the damage control I suppose is the, is the best way of putting it
0: because we found actually at home like when we had a dog um, the dog <laughs> was great for <laughs> yeah, that like, you're you yeah. on a farm you've dogs you've animals yeah. but like now that we've no dog like my mother suddenly said to me she's like she's like, I actually find now there's leftovers I mean, it's like as you said we're try- now having to plan ahead and it's like how do we dispose of all, all these different foods because the dog was great
1: yeah it's really funny like I suppose it wasn't until I left home. So again, I'm from a farm in West Limerick. So our bins was the dog or the hens. <laughs> Boy, you know? the hens were great The as hens them. are brilliant. The hens will eat anything as yeah. well. So anything that wasn't used, if it's nice and it might go to the dog, if it's off cuts of meat and then anything else like leftover spuds, the hens love them. Skins you know? well, do they? Skins, Skins love yeah. And then you're getting eggs from the hens. It's a really good kind of like regenerative way of... of disposal uh, and now I live in, in the city and you know it's awful you don't have anything we should get a few hens for a back garden
0: yeah. is uh, <laughs> the moral not? of that story but I guess I suppose for people who are listening that live in apartments you yeah. know I lived in an apartment for years That's uh, that we can't have pets and we're not allowed mm. we don't yeah. have the garden for hens I guess that's where the, the issue is because unfortunately what happens is as I said the one bin bag becomes the source for everything mm-hmm. and that's not the way Like because we we can be so much I guess there's clever ways to do it yeah
1: yeah tree bins the refuse recycling compost, um, and again, you're you're just I suppose doing your best to minimise what's going into them, and if stuff has to go into them, you're choosing accordingly, uh, and you're using that compost, you know, to the best of your ability. Then I know in the city it, it won't I suppose you won't necessarily see the benefits to it. At home you would, or if you're on a farm you would, you, yeah. know, you can physically see into a compost bin, you're getting uh, the compost out of that. But yeah, it's it's I suppose it's it's an initiative you have to take yourself. But I suppose my job is is. More so on the earlier stages of that. So, how do we minimize the amount of waste we have? Yeah. You know, so the big thing there is is planning ahead, it's portion control, it's batch cooking, you know, it's reusing food, reheating food. That's the whole element there where you could save a lot of food waste if you can, uh, I suppose, be more pro- proactive about it.
0: Well, I suppose the country munch, you're making, what, sometimes hundreds of meals. So, because I do see your Instagram yeah. and I'm like, you put up stuff behind the scenes and I'm like, that's a lot of dinners.
1: Yeah, and we're really lucky. Like we could do, we could do two thousand meals a week. Um, wow! <laughs> but all of, of that, is, it is a lot of cooking. <laughs> but all of that is nearly cooked order, you know. So we work with teams. Is our, our the bulk majority of our work is with uh, contracts with teams, so Limerick GA or Munster yeah. Rugby. So we know we have you know fifty players, fifty dinners, and I, I'm an engineer by trade. Never worked with an engineer, but I do have an engineer brain. So it's easy for us to say 50 dinners, 50 portions of rice, it's, you know, 80 to 100 grams of rice per portion multiplied by 55 kilos of rice. You know, so that's, I suppose, that's the proactive side of it. So I'm not just pouring a bag of rice. I'm like <laughs> ah, That's probably enough. You Which know, is what
0: it, a lot of us do at home. Yeah,
1: of course. Yeah. And, and, and I, I suppose, granted, on a bigger production scale, you have to. Be conscious of that, but it's really good habits to bring into the smaller scale stuff at home. You know, it's the biggest, probably the biggest mistake Irish people make is they have no idea how to make how, how much pasta to cook.
0: Oh, pasta and rice, a hundred percent. Yeah, I, and I,
1: listen, I'm a culprit myself as well. If if I'm not proactive, I could you know fill the pot. But the the biggest thing is if you do it once, get a cup that you're familiar with, put your cup on your weighing scales, put let's call it 80 grams of pasta. That's a standard enough portion. See how much of the cup that fills. Hopefully it'll fill the cup to the top. And then going on in future, just fill that cup. You don't have to weigh it anymore, but you know visually. The biggest thing here is you have visual representations of what a portion should look like. So you know, okay, that's my rice cup. That's my pasta cup. Buy a container that you know fits two portions, three portions. And then going forward, it's a really quick fix then. So, you know, I'm not asking people to weigh all your food all the time so you know to the gramme you know, it, it's not sustainable long term. but And
0: time I think as well. So time. don't have time,
1: yeah. 100% yeah, but I get visual representations of this is a portion of pasta um, and even that might look quite small. That's my, i that's where I fall, where I'll wait and be like, that's not enough and I'll do more than uh, extra on top and then once it's cooked and it doubles in size you're like, no, actually the, the original plan was right. Um, so you have to do it a couple of times, get a visual re- representation of what all of your portions should look like And then, you know, just scale that up if you're, you know, the biggest thing is cook once, eat twice, eat three times, ideally, you know, Um, just scale it up times three, three cups into your water, boil it up, chill it, put it into your fridge and then you're finished cooking for the day for two days.
0: What do you think then of, because I'm a culprit for this, or this was always my go-to, was mm-hmm. the microwave rice because it's two minutes and the portion I always felt would kind of last me a day, if not a day and a half. I might yeah. get dinner out of it and then lunch the next day. But then I kind of feel guilty because I feel like I should be making rice.
1: No, I love them. All the way. Absolutely love them. They're convenient. Okay, like, good to know. Cost-effective wise, it's probably better to cook your own rice. Okay. Health benefit wise, usually there's very, very little difference in them. Some packets can be... You know, spice differently, or they can have added stuff. For you, might be adding in more salt or Mm -hmm. more um, preservatives, or maybe some saturated fats. But typically, the normal basmati rice or white rice in a in the microwave pouch, absolutely perfect. They're a little bit more expensive, but if you can afford it and you save your, you make that, I suppose, saving on your time, brilliant. I love them. I'm a big advocate of them.
0: Ooh, actually funny something you taught me a couple of years ago when we were on a project together and I didn't know this um, mm. was if you want to figure out where eggs come from it has the letters yeah. on the beforehand so yeah. you showed me that and nice. after that then since that then I actually look at the egg and I'm like
1: Yeah all, well, every egg is branded yeah. yeah, so where it comes from the use by date and the like coop number or something like that Yeah. I know, so I can always I, read the eggs Yes yeah. yeah, so
0: that's something now that I, I nice. brought on that I remember from you Um, I want to move on to um growing your own food because yep. obviously I suppose the I think, well, I find personally the most sustainable way to be is to eat as local as possible, like literally eating from what Mm -hmm. you can see outside your window when you're on the farm and whatnot. And, you know, that's how I was brought up and I I follow you on social media and I think you're very much so the same. I think people think that you have to have a farm to grow veg Mm -hmm. and fruit and that's simply not the case anymore.
1: No, not at all. Not at all. I mean, space is the biggest thing here. Yeah. we all have the same environment. The environment at home and the farm is probably the same inside in the city. It's just space, you know, and, and what you have at your disposal. So obviously, if you have room, if you have a back garden, be it big or small, you can have a small plot of land. You can set, you know, really entry-level stuff mm. between March and March and May um, is a really good time to start sowing your seeds for, for you know, really beginner-level stuff, herbs, carrots, smaller stuff, even potatoes. Um, and then there is small seasonal in autumnal like the courgettes and pumpkins and whatnot but like entry level so if you have the space great you know get a small really small you can and it doesn't need to be in the ground you can do a raised bed so you can yeah. we have them inside in our industrial kitchen um, we brought them in recently where we have these it's in the middle of middle of a business park but we have built these kind of beds we've uh, insulated them we have filled them with soil and we're growing Amazing. all our basil and coriander and, and parsley because so we use a ton of fresh herbs um, so it's, just trying to, it's trying to incorporate that in. And it can be done anywhere once you have the right setting for it. And again, it won't feed a nation, but it's regenerative. You know, you pick parsley leaves, next week they'll be growing back again. Um, yeah, so please. entry level, if you're in a city, apartment, windowsill, mm. rosemary, basil, herbs, really, really easy to keep alive. It's the biggest thing here <laughs> uh, because I'm a culprit myself. Yeah. I go through a phase where, do you want know now? I want a whole herb garden on my windowsill. Then I'm in Dublin for a week and I come home like, ah, yes, and I see loads of wilted plants <laughs> on my windowsill. But it is entry level stuff. Keep them water, keep them fed. Um, and then the more space, the better. But it is great. There's there's a really kind of a nice uh, rewarding feeling. And it sounds strange, but if you can use your own parsley or use your own basil in your sauces and it's it, the taste is is chalk yeah, and cheese, you know um but it's really kind of nice entry level software so there's a sense of accomplishment and it's it's a, a sort of proactive measure as well.
0: Oh, my house plants and anyone came into my apartment, I'm like, well, "Who's are all the plants?" And I'd be like, "Mine," and yeah. like that. It just and I when I moved home, I brought my basil plant home and mm-hmm. I gave it to my mother. And I went traveling then, and then she's like, "Oh yeah, I, th- I used to last that up." I was like, "You didn't water it." That's what you're trying to tell <laughs> me. But I don't. I make, and I see the greenery. I'm like, "Did I do that?" Yeah. And like you know, I might have just bought it and just kept it alive, which yeah. is a big thing. And um, but um, speaking about the herbs and plants, one thing that I've always really struggled with, and I think quite a lot of people have struggled with is growing of vegetables like your potatoes, your carrots, yeah. your, I guess your, I don't know, th- those kind of vegetables and then as well the seasons and knowing when to, to mm-hmm. plant them.
1: Yeah, so you want to be sowing your seeds springtime, realistically. Um, so you can be planning for it now. You can be buying your seeds. So it's a really, really inexpensive um practice seeds are are really really cheap and it's a really simple practice too once you just know what you need to do so you know the biggest the best thing you can do is just google it watch youtube video on how to sow your seeds how the correct way to do it if you're doing carrots parsnips onions potatoes really really they're the next level up from from herbs i suppose yeah but again don't take a huge amount of of um, workload it's the initial love and attention to plant them and then you let mother nature take weeds. take the reins, then the weeds, weeds, in. of course. Every now and then, yeah. But um, yeah, there's there's a huge element then of of reward when you're sowing. You're literally sowing the fruits of your labor in yeah. in you know a couple of months down the line. Um, huge cost savings there, you know. Yeah. And, and and again, it's it's all helping this whole initiative of, of growing more foam. So my advice is take it small. Try start with one. Start with just potatoes this year if you have space or carrots or onions or cabbage um, if you have a greenhouse fantastic you can do anything you want then you can do tomatoes but start small do have it like a little bit of a um, you know a challenge you're setting for yourself for the new year and then just you know um, take it bit by bit and then if that, that works well next year you'll plant two you know or you'll do more of that whatever it may be but there's a huge sense of achievement when you pull um, a vegetable out of yeah, the ground. And the flavour. And the flavour, absolutely, yeah. Oh, yeah. the
0: difference. Mm-hmm. Like when I'm at home and I kind of see the carrots and I'm like, ma'am, what's wrong with carrots? Like They might be really like funny shapes or not. Yeah. Like, what I think a carrot yeah. looks like. Or- <laughs> and she's like, they're our own carrots. And I'm like, oh, and then I eat them. I'm like, oh, wow, these are...
1: Yeah, I was spoiled like, growing up because we have a fully self-sustaining farm, basically, where we have beef, potatoes and vegetables. We used to have milk. We used to milk as well oh, years wow. ago. So we have... You know, if I go home now, most of the dinner is from the farm itself. Uh, and there's no comparison. No, there, there isn't. Is no comparison at all.
0: <laughs> there isn't. Like we, we're kind of the same at home and like that, it's just the flavours. Like It's kind of like you don't then need as much seasoning and as much extra. You don't need any sauces because you mm-hmm. have the flavours yeah. speak for themselves.
1: But it'll, it'll also show you how modified a lot of mm. foods are in stores you know like you said there if you pull carrots out you will never get (laughs) a picture perfect carrot or potato or anything but you go into any supermarket and it's like generic uniformed pristine shiny vegetables Um, so there's something to that I think when you when you do it yourself you see it once you're like okay there's a there's a process here that we're missing in the mainstream that's you know all of this has been taken it's been modified it's been you know mass produced Mm -hmm. Um, when there's something nice and rustic and raw to your own, oh, you is. know, little garden at home.
0: As you mentioned, it is it's the satisfaction pulling out that potato, being like, "We yeah. do and this. L-
1: I appreciate that's not main t- that's not manageable for everyone." Mm. So the next best thing is find your local farmers' market. You know, f- every nearly every village in Ireland now will have something Ooh. on the weekends. Um, small villages have you know just pop up tables with loads of veg on the table. Limerick is the milk market. There's tons of great produce there. Um, urban Co-op have great stuff there as well. We
0: mentioned um, bull cooking. You obviously that's what you do in country yeah, munch. My forte. Like, is meal planning the way that we all should be going? Because I, I just find sometimes, like, I find for me personally, it's finding the time to maybe take over the whole kitchen mm-hmm. and have all these pots and pans on the go, and then find all the lunch boxes, and then I just sometimes then I put everything in the fridge or the freezer, and then I forget about things. Yeah, like that's I find an yeah, issue.
1: Yeah, I, I think there's a level of you know, how far do you want to go with the, with the batch cooking? Because I think when, when you mention it first, you have that idea of, okay, this is a four-hour expedition. I need five <laughs> pots. I need all my Tupperware. When in reality, the, the entry level, and what I do realistically, I don't, I, don't, I don't necessarily want to take four hours of my Sunday to cook my dinners. Yeah. Um, what I'll do is when I'm cooking my dinner on Sunday night, I'll just do two portions. So, if I'm putting chicken into the air fire, I'll put in two breast chicken. If I'm doing roast potatoes in the oven, I'll do two portions. So, that'll feed me Sunday night and Monday night. And then on Tuesday, I'll do the same. So, I usually am doing it two days, maybe three days in advance. Okay. So, it's even it's not as mentally taxing for me then to be like, right, I need three portions of this. I need to do three chicken. To that. It's just literally, whatever I'm doing, double it. I cook once, I'll eat twice. And oftentimes, I'll eat them both on the same day if I'm cooking it my lunch, I'll just cook two lunches and I'll have a bigger one in the even time. So it, it's it's not necessarily a case where you need to map out your whole day and, you know, Mark, Martha Stewart <laughs> it in the kitchen with everything. It's simply a case of if the oven's being used and I have the stock there, cook it up anyway. It'll last in the fridge. It's not going to lose much of its of its freshness, uh, especially if it's, if it's been eaten within a day or two. Oftentimes with tomato-based sauces, they improve after yeah. a day or two in, in the fridge. So if you're making a bolognese or if you're making lasagna or meatballs, cook a bigger batch. If, you know, whether you're feeding yourself, you live alone, whether you're feeding two or three people, absolutely fine. Just double up. You, if, you, if the oven's being used, use it to its best ability. Fill okay. it up. Uh, and then, you know, that's the biggest thing because for me in particular, if you don't like cooking, brilliant, then you should be really trying to plan this because this is preventing you from cooking more. Okay. You know, so I think this is a version to I don't like cooking, so I don't want to batch cook. If you don't like cooking, you should be the one trying to batch cook because you'll cook once and every three days. Mm. So instead of cooking every night, you'll cook once every three days and you can do whatever you want then Tuesday night and Wednesday night. Thursday again, do a small, small period, utilise it best, put something in the air, fire, put something in the oven, put something in the boil. Go away for 30 minutes, come back, all things are cooked. So it, it's it can be daunting when you think about it but it's breaking it down in bite-sized pieces. Timing is the biggest thing with batch cooking. For me, a really standard one I always do is I will bake um, wedges in the air fryer. This yeah. is what I'm eating a lot at the moment. <laughs> is I'll do wedges in the air fryer, so I'll chop up my spuds, put them in the air fryer, I'll season them up, that goes on for 35, 40 minutes. So while that's cooking, I'll use it that time to make whatever else I'm making. So uh, yeah. I'll, use, I'll do like a mince base, so I'll do like a taco chip. So in my frying pan, I'll add my onion, garlic, any veg at all I have in the fridge it needs to be used up doesn't matter what it is if it's in the bottom of the shelf chopped up put it in um, fried it up put in my mince make a really easy tomato sauce with tomato puree mixed herbs chopped tomatoes the 30 minutes while the spuds are cooking the sauce will cook I'm done cooking at that point you know I can go away I can play a game of FIFA with the lads I can do a bit of work I'll come back my spuds are cooked my sauce has been cooking and I'm done
0: actually it's funny you mentioned the air fryer is there like, yeah. it's like suddenly everyone's like well I'm an, I'm a cook now and I'm like Okay, because like, what you do, like everything goes in the air fryer. Yeah, they're, yeah,
1: there's this mad. They've taken over. Phase at the moment, yeah. Look, they're really convenient. They're small and they fit in nearly everyone's kitchen. Yeah. I mean, that's why it's worked so well. They're an the counter, on top of the counter appliance that mimics the oven. It's a little bit faster. It's a little bit healthier, um, depend like, depending on what you cook in it, basically. But yeah, it's it's a phase or a fad at the moment. But I'm I'm here for it. It's great. Anything that's encouraging people to cook more is only a benefit, you know. If it was deep fat fryers, then I would probably say something, but it's a good trend and I think it's being used in in the right motive. Um, So, you know, and it's a quite low price entry to market at the moment for air fries. You can get them quite cheap at the moment. I think as well, it's good
0: on... Are better on it's electricity. very good on electricity apparently yeah. too, yeah. Um, oh before we let you go, um, I just want to maybe ask you finally about some of like, the tips and tricks that mm-hmm. maybe you've picked up along the way for our listeners. Maybe something with food disposal, waste, With I know we covered a lot of topics, but maybe there's something like key to your life or, and your success that you think everyone should have this or do this.
1: Um, there's no like magic formula to it. I think the biggest thing for me is using, uh, to go back to what I was saying, use your time appropriately. So, number one, I I actually, is be proactive on what you want to cook. So, make a shopping list. Uh, When you go to the shops, don't go hungry, because you'll buy all around you. Um, Know what you're generally going to need in the week. You don't need to have, I'm going to make curry on Monday, bolognese on Tuesday. But just know I need probably like four portions of protein this week. So, I'm going to need like, two chicken breasts and a packet of mints, if i mean for four days. Um, know what you have in the house. So if you already have stuff, don't buy it again. You know, we're a criminal for, oh yeah, I don't, I'm not sure if we have rice at home. I know so I open the like, press no. and there's five kilos of rice, every bag unopened. Like, Oh yeah, add it to the shelf, that won't go off. <laughs> so it's knowing what you have, knowing what you need, shopping accordingly. Then when you come home, have a general plan for the week. And again, I, I appreciate not everyone needs to be chefs. And my job isn't to convince people to become yeah. chefs. It's just to become more efficient at home. So absolutely, if you have time on Sunday, great. You can meal prep. Uh, but if not, just cook your dinner, make a double portion. It'll get you out of trouble for Monday, at least. If Monday's your busy day, then just help yourself on that day. Tuesday might be a really chill day and you can cook on Tuesday evening. And it, it very much depends in, if you like to cook, absolutely cook every night. Yeah. If you don't like to cook, then I suppose, be more conscious of it. Cook a little bit more every now and then and just box it up, wear into the fridge, use it. Even entry-level stuff, just cook the carbs. Do a load of rice, do a load yeah. of pasta, do a load of roast potatoes and put them in the fridge. And then, this is something that I do an awful lot and I recommend an awful lot if you're kind of half and half. So then when you come home, you just have to worry about the protein and the veg and your carbs are already cooked. You know, or vice versa. I'll cook eight chicken breasts start of the week put them in the fridge so when I come home I just have to cook my rice and my veg and I'll have whatever I'll cook my whatever it may be so just take half that at least so okay I'm going to do this now a big pot of bolognese put it into the fridge and then I'll have it with rice tomorrow I'll have it with pasta on Wednesday you know so small little tips and tricks you don't necessarily have to enjoy it but it will give you back an hour in the evening time to do what you do enjoy so that's, that's the biggest I suppose advocate I am in that is that I'm not trying to convince you to love cooking. I'm trying to help you spend as little time as possible cooking so you can do the things you do like in your life. And then there's a whole element there of time, efficiency, money savings, health, uh, all of that. There's only benefits to it.
0: And I have to say there's nothing nicer when you get home from a really busy day and you open up the fridge and you see the meal that you prepped the day before and And you know you don't have to cook. (laughs) There's a
1: positive reinforcement there that makes the habit stick. You know, I do think if you do it for a week or two just try and be consistent for two weeks and that feeling of coming home at five or half five and being like oh thank God I've stuff cooked now I don't have to face you know it's not going to be half six before I get to eat you know I've that cooked from yesterday I'm delighted that that positive reinforcement will kind of slowly become a habit in your life
0: I have to say I absolutely love it you're always just a fountain of knowledge and I always actually do learn so much from you you know you remember I, you. I remember that thing from the eggs years ago yeah and we made boiled eggs though. remember yeah, that yeah you taught me how to boil an egg yeah. which as I, like that video actually ended up doing the best out of everything because that's one of the hardest things it's, to conquer to this
1: day it's a video that still gets referenced to me and I've done I will put resources and time into videos that I think will do well and I will do a video on how long you should cook a boiled egg for and that will get Ten times more traction than anything else will.
0: See? Because it's yeah, looks, everyday tips and tricks, yeah. Because yeah. everyone wants to know how to get that egg just <laughs> perfect. Now you can follow this gentleman on social media and you can keep up to date with all his recipes. You can find out when he's on television. You can see more from Country Munch. He's on Instagram, it's at Own Sheehan, E-O-I-N-S-H-E-E-H-A-N. Own Sheehan. As always, Camila
1: <laughs> My pleasure. Thanks for having me.
0: More information on Team Lyric cleanup can be found. At teamlimmercleanup.ie. I'm Megan Scully and this is Cut the Rubbish.